Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy Roy Matz. And this is Sync Gems Podcast. Bam, bam, bam. This is dope. This is dope. I'm making weird noises because this is dope. Today we have Eric Bolivar. He is a wealth of knowledge, an amazing composer with a lot to show. He has composed for HBO, for Disney. He has his music basically everywhere. And today Eric talks about his process, how he got into sync licensing. He really goes in depth on how to talk to publishers, how to pitch your music, and how to get better with time and not worry about the past basically. And this is an amazing podcast for the initiated and the uninitiated. A lot of gems out here. And without further ado, my brother, Eric Bolivar. A legend in the building. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) To me, you are. To me, you are. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're proof to me that this world, this sync world is just uh, way more accommodating than a lot of worlds. Um, and if I were to, yeah, man, if I were to elaborate, I would just take uh, take all the, the um, half an hour to myself. But this is about you, man. I want you to kind of tell me and tell whoever's listening about what got you to where you are to um, doing music for Disney, for HBO, for BBC, for all these amazing places that you've gotten in this music business and where you started, man. Uh, I started as a kid. Well, I've always made music since I was a little yeah, child. So I started singing when I was 10 years old, 12 years old. Uh, my parents were singers and songwriters. Um, not, not professionally, but they were constantly writing and singing. And I grew up with that. So I grew up with the language of music. Um, so by the time I was, I was 12, I was like performing on, on, you know, in school shows. And, and then I went on to do TV shows as a singer. And then my, in my country, I'm from Venezuela. I, um, I participated in a few TV shows, content, like, uh, competitions, singing competitions and went on. Like my, I spent my, my teenage years just singing, 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 uh, everywhere. I recorded some music. I, I had some music on the radio as well. <clears throat> and, and, but when I was later on in my late, my late teens, I, I realized that I, I liked performing, but I also enjoyed writing songs. Um, I found it fascinating. So I started writing a lot of songs and, um, and that's pretty much how I got started when it comes to the production side of, of music and not just singing and performing because I fell in love with the, the possibilities that you had when it comes to, to create. So I started writing songs, pop songs, love songs, ballads, and then uh, I really got into instrumental music. 
Uh, I didn't know, I didn't have any classical training at the time, but I, I started taking piano lessons and studying Bach and, and Beethoven and Mozart. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is way beyond what, I, what, I, what, I've, what I've seen or heard so far. So <clears throat> from that point on, I just, I, I, I set as a goal to, to be a composer, to become a composer and not just a singer. Although I still sing and I love singing, uh, the, the idea of making music from that angle fascinated me. So, uh, I mean, that's that's how I got started because I can I can talk f for a while like how I I got in the industry. But yeah, that that's how I got started. Yeah, and then I, I saw you learned you you studied in Florida. You did some uh, um, studies there and also did some music business. And you really. From what it seems to me, you've really did a, a journey with with the whole with the whole shebang, not only the music. So, could you elaborate about it? Um, what you came into the sync world with? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I moved to LA from Miami. I I went to to college there to study composition. And uh, I graduated with a bachelor's in, in composition. So basically, I studied classical music and the 20th century weird atonal avant-garde kind of composition. Uh, but I always had in mind that I wanted to make for film and TV mm. uh, and not necessarily concert music. So I moved to Los Angeles because this is the city where films are made and a lot of TV shows and the industry. And uh, I started writing for production companies. Uh, I, I found out that there, there's a way to start making music for publishers that represent the music that eventually take those songs or instrumental music, whatever you make, uh, to productions where they can be used licensed and and performed on tv and um i thought okay well that that'll be my way and that'll be a start um so i started writing a lot of music that at the time i, I didn't know how to how to make production music and where's that in the timeline oh uh, when i just moved to la yeah and that's how long ago like 12 years ago okay cool and then when you when you were there did you have the knowledge that you were gonna make not so at all no wow. I, I had no knowledge of anything i mean <laughs> i i i i had i went to school and i thought i'm ready for the world but the truth is that there are a lot of things that you don't know i i really thought like well i i, I gotta figure it out i i know what i'm going to do but not really I, I made a lot of mistakes. I made music that, you know, now in re retrospect, when I, when, I, when I hear my old compositions, I realize, wow, they're, they're not that great or there's no focus, which we can talk about uh, in a bit. Um, but I, I made, you know, pretty mediocre music when it comes to TV standards, when it comes to, you know, production music. I didn't know how to use samples correctly. I, you know, I had some sort of like classical training but that's very different. That's another world. Um, but it, luckily, I had some music that was more like pop music that I knew how to make better. And that ended on, on a couple of TV shows. And I started seeing royalties and I started seeing results. And what I did was I started listening to a lot of production music. You can find that information on YouTube. 
And now a lot of publishers have their catalogs open to, to the world. You can, you can pretty much Google them and, and, and just hear what they're doing, what these composers are doing and, and what the publishers, publishers are, re are releasing. And, um, then I started understanding, oh, okay, when you want to make music for like drama, you make it like this, there's a format. And when you want to make music for like comedy or reality show, there's a format. And sort of like a song, you know, a song has a format. A hip hop song has another format. A country song has a format. And you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't break those rules without knowing the, how the formula works first. And once I started applying the formula, the, 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 the format, Maybe I should call it the format. Um, you know, I started getting more, more, more cues or more t uh, tracks on TV shows, and, and and publishers started to to accept my music without questioning. Okay, what's your experience, or you don't know how to make this, which at the time was was true. I didn't know what I was doing, so that's that's how I got started. And one of the things that really, really fascinated me was that in production music, you are free to do whatever you want. If you're into hip hop, there's, there's a room for that in, in the TV world. If you're into country, if you're into anything, you know, you can go from comedy to horror to, to electronic music to anything. As long as you follow certain protocols, you, you can have fun and you can make money with it. And and you can make connections. And again, you, you if you're curious enough to to find what people are looking for and you're willing to do it, you're gonna have a lot of fun because there's the possibilities are are endless. So. Mm. Whoa, bro! There's so much we can dive into. You just amazing so let's let's work on some of those <laughs> yeah 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 i mean okay so my first question to you since like you since you you entered 12 years ago how long was was it between then and when you got your first placement and do you remember what it was like and what it was it was like a year or so um and I just want to say, like, whoever's listening to this is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Different, different, different for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, it takes time. For some people, it might be like a year that you start making music, you give it to a publisher, and then a year later, you know, the publisher takes it to different places and different TV shows and they don't land or your music is not good enough or whatever. Um, it might take a year, year and a half. Um, it's, it's for, it's for those who have the commitment and the patience to, to wait, to make music, to improve. For me, um, it must've been about a year, year and a half. And once you start landing TV shows with some of your music, which the industry calls placements, your, your music has been placed on a TV show. The royalties at the beginning are not going to be massive. So, you know, it's not, you're going to get rich. Well, what is it? Like get rich overnight. It's, it's not, okay, now you're buying your, your Bentley. It's like, oh, I made $20. So it's not about first, it's not about like how much money you're going to make because you're going to be disappointed. But it's, it's like, oh, that's the beginning. That's the start. 
that's how I see it. And I and I and I'm I'm speaking from you know a very honest place so that anybody listening is not gonna have the expectations that because five, ten of their cues or tracks land on a TV show, like I'm ready to buy a house. It's like that's your start. <laughs> there are people that have been doing this for 20 years, 30 years, and like, oh wow, now you see results, but it takes time. Mm. Whoa, my brother. Okay, th 30 minutes are going to be enough. Okay, thank you, Eric. See you later. Goodbye. Hey! <laughs> no, um, I, would like, I would like to talk. Well, I, I know you have questions, but I would like to talk about the formats. I want to, let's keep that in mind. And man, expectation management. I want to double click on that because that is expectation management and patience are two things that to me are the fundamental building blocks of going into this uh, because it's a waiting game and it's a lot of no's. And as uh, I, I said, I, I wrote a, um, a little story today. I said, when it rains, it pours and better be ready for that. And also keep hustling, keep working. If you've made an, one amazing album, it's great. But don't rest on your sword. Keep keep it going. Like keep that momentum, and and that opening. I feel like is very very um, common to have. Like once you start, once you start, people start hearing you and seeing that you are that you have the potential to be where they want you to be. A lot of mentorship happens there. That's one. And another thing is. Once people start seeing you, they start giving you assignment and then you start getting to places. But these places usually appear when you least expect. Yeah, I, I can elaborate on that. Um, patience, I, I suffer from not having patience. I've never been a patient person. Tell me about it. But um, it's, it's something that when I lack patience, then I start producing more music he's like i have no patience so let, let me do something mm. to to deal with that you know with anxiety um and you know maybe you know writing music is like my my antidote and it's a good it's a good thing to, to work on you know like okay if if i made like you said an album and that hasn't produced any results yet well let me work on another one or let me do something different um i i what you mentioned earlier that I've I've studied some music business and I've done other stuff. For anybody listening, I think it's important to to point out that this production music business um, feeds off of not only your music but your ethics, like how you conduct yourself with other people. Um, I. I, I I mentioned I'm not a patient person, but when I, when when I work with, let's say a publisher, and I don't have a relationship with that publisher yet, I I'm very respectful, very ethical, uh, very diplomatic on on the phone or by email. Um, I think you know starting a conversation with a new person like uh, Mister you know, Roy or, Hey Roy, hope you, your day is going well. 
would like to, to introduce myself. My name is Eric, blah, blah. Hey, by the way, I love your music. And I would like to share some of my music with you. Uh, have a great day. I mean, it's friendly. You're not being, you know, cold. You know, you're not being like a robot. But it's it's diplomatic. And it's 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 clean. You know. So Roy <laughs> would love to read that and go like, oh, I don't know that dude, but hey, let's 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 click on that music and see if he is any good. Um, I think um, that's one aspect. Another aspect is production quality comes not only from from the music itself like your musical notes but how you how you mix and how well you understand the the balance between the instruments and um, and how strongly your you, how, how strong your 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 mixing and mastering skills are that's you can do wonders with one note if you know how to process it well and although that's the technical side of it there are many 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 aspects of this production world that that you need to learn on the go that will make you a stronger musician a stronger producer a stronger composer and not only the music, but the business, understanding license, licensing contracts, understanding, um, you know, the technical part of it and, and conduct yourself ethically. So, yeah, you have to be a, somebody who, who's really curious to, to learn a lot so that some people take notice, like you said. Yeah. Curiosity was what led me to start this, uh, actually. So and I want to I wanna go into the mistakes you've made in the beginning um, starting off. Cause now obviously we still do mistakes. You still do mistakes, but they're, they're more subtle than in, in the beginning because in the beginning it's a, a, a learning curve for, for, for most people. Um, so I'd love to hear from you. What was your, what were your mistakes that if you were in the beginning of this journey, you would tell yourself, hey man, this, cut that out, and it would help you. Well, and again, my mistakes will be different from other people's mistakes. One of them, I guess, is working really hard on a few musical pieces, call them composition, tracks, cues, whatever. Um, not knowing what I was doing in terms of production and five or 10 compositions that were not that great that ended up in, in a publisher and thinking those would be my, my ticket, you know, to, to end on TV shows and, and, and land mm. uh, placements. In retrospect, again, I should have, I should have made not 10, but a hundred as mediocre as those tens were, because the more you produce and the more you make, the more you will learn, the more you will learn about your craft. Try, trying to perfect, and I'm being harsh on myself, but trying to perfect a somewhat mediocre piece of work is not gonna get you to a higher level. It's not gonna make you a better composer. Trying to perfect or improve rather a hundred of them will will get you to to learn more about production. It's like learning a language, you know, like I 
my, my, my first language is, is, is Spanish and I learned English when I was a teenager. Um, you don't learn, let's say English by learning, by, by, by learning how to conjugate an irregular verb perfectly. And you spend the whole week just on that verb. Like you learn a little bit of that verb, you learn a little bit of like I'm going to the the beach, and you learn a bit. You, you learn a song, you you learn a cuss word, and then you, later on, within a year or two, you integrate all these little ideas that you have from here and there. Like now you have a, a vocabulary, now you can speak. Um, my like the mistakes that I've seen, for instance, when I when when I when I was studying English, you know, in in in, in school, it's like. The entire semester is about irregular verbs. So you you pass the semester knowing how to conjugate the the gone and seen and have and and like I don't know how to say uh, I need a hot dog, but it's like okay, can you can you go now go out to the street and, and order a burger? So the analogy go, coming back to music is like you can perfect that one piece or those five pieces that you worked on for five months. But you're not a you're not at a, at a at a high level yet. So the best that you will do with those five pieces is to get them to from zero to ten. They'll be a four. They'll not. They're not. You're not even at a five. I was not. Mm. But if you work a lot on a hundred pieces, you know, and all those pieces are still at a four, at least you've learned a lot. It's like learning a vocabulary when you're learning a new language. So when you get to, to the piece 101, now you're at five. You will never go down to that four. You will never be at three. Mm -hmm. When you pass a threshold of 150, now, now you're at seven. You're at seven because you're not trying to perfect that one. There's, there's something about the instrumentation of that piece 102 that you'll, oh, I didn't, I didn't do that before. So this one, I learned from this particular about frequencies. And then 103 is like, oh, with this one, I'm learning about compression. And the, with the other one, and with the other one. Um, so don't get stuck on one thing. Don't get, don't, get, don't get stuck on one single piece that you work on for a year. It's like, move on. Learn how to be efficient with your time. Learn how to be uh, effective and, 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 and try to let go. Like, Work on a piece for a week or two weeks and then let it go. If it's not perfect, it's not going to be. Work on your next one. Work on your next one. Work on your next one. And then you become a machine. That's, yeah, that was a long answer. But yeah, that, that was one of the mistakes that I made. And now, like, I, I work fast, but I also, I also try to improve my quality over, over and over. But I don't get stuck on one piece for, for a month. Because then if you are, then something wrong that you're doing. Yeah. And your quality is there. Um, that's for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's, whew, you've just dropped so many, so many different uh, bombs right here. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Boom, 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 boom. Um, I mean, yeah, we, when, it's it's like with a track, you know, when you limit yourself to to two days to a track and then you just move on and move on and move on in a hundred days, these two these two days per track are going to are going to be way more efficient than they were at day one. Um, so I agree. A question I got. So 
in with these tracks that are number, let's say four in that, um, in that on that scale, do you pitch those? Interesting question. I, I think, I think there are many ways of doing this thing. Um, there are publishers that are more lenient. There are more easygoing with the quality. Okay, and they will take those tracks. And they will place those tracks on TV. So yes, my answer is like you learn on the go, learn about the business as well on the go. Don't wait until you become an expert at making music to 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 pitch your tracks, um, because those, and I'm gonna call them mediocre. Sorry, like when you're starting out, I was like mediocre. Fine, those mediocre tracks will teach you what works and what doesn't work. If you pitch them and a publisher tells you, hey, Mr. Eric or Mr. Roy, um, I like that you are sending me tracks, but you need to improve this. When somebody has the decency to tell you the thing that you need to improve, that is so valuable, so valuable, they'll go back to you, to your Daw or to sketch and board, and you'll fix that thing. If you don't pitch the track, you will get no feedback. So you think I'm the best. I got it, <laughs> and and that's and that's a very dangerous zone to 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 live in. Like if you're an artist and you're by yourself, and you have nobody telling you that you're doing it wrong. Ooh, you're you will never imp improve. So you do want to pitch them, and you do want to get rejected. I got rejected so many times and I had people telling me, thank you for submitting your material. At the moment, uh, we're only accepting submissions from people that are more experienced or uh, your quality is, is, is not to our standards. I was told uh, things like that. I was, I was told your writing skills are good, your samples are not. Okay, time to invest money in samples. Mm -hmm. uh, your writing skills are good, your samples are okay, your mixes are not. Okay, time to learn about mix, mixing. So you do want to pitch them so that either you land placements or you get rejected and then you learn, ask questions. Hey, Mr. So-and-so, I'm going to say Roy because I'm talking to Roy. So pretend that you're, you're a, a publisher. Hey, Mr. Roy, thank you for getting back to me. What if you had three seconds of your time? What do you think I could do in order to improve my quality. If Mr. Roy is a nice guy, he would say, hey, dude, um, your, your writing is awesome. Your samples need to be improved. Okay, or your, your samples are good, your mixing is not. Okay, well, now I know what, to need to, what, what I need to work on so I can improve and get better and better, better. So your goal is to improve, 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 and, and get better and better and better. You, you need the feed, feedback and you need the rejection. Hell yeah. What's your um, 2022 biggest goal? Um, I want to land a horror trailer. I want to land a fantasy adventure trailer. And um, I actually just finished... Um, a trailer album that's really interesting and i'm working on a new one so 
I finished one of my goals and I'm starting a new one. I think, I think I'm doing okay. Just in the middle of 2022, like things that I've, that I've already finished and, 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 and delivered and, and the things that I got started on. Um, but I, besides making music for trailers, um, another goal is to stay healthy and work out and, and and have a good time. I think I've I've been working really hard, like making a lot of music and not going out to to play, you know, go to the beach or you know. So that's that's a, a personal but very important goal to to have a good time. But um, I've been making a lot of trailer music this year, and that was my goal at the, at the end of 2021. And I think I've uh, I've succeeded at like being very focused and very organized when it comes to like spending every week, every day of my, of my life, just making music, just making a lot of trailer music for, for publishers. Mm. What do you do to unwind? I watch comedy. I love comedy. I love stand up comedy. I love uh, um, dumb comedy, dumb, really, really dumb comedy. Um, I love laughing. Um, if you're in the U.S., you know SNL, or it's everywhere in the in the world with YouTube. Yeah. I, I love yeah. watching like Saturday Night Live. I love watching stand up, whether old ones like George Carlin or you know Richard Pryor or the new ones like John Mulaney is one of my favorites. Pete Davidson. I love comedy, and and it's because if I'm even if I'm watching a film, I'm focusing on the music. I'm like, oh, I'm listening to the music, so I'm not a hundred percent, you know disconnected or disengaged from from my craft from what i do but if i'm watching comedy which is a thing that you know has nothing to do with my world i laugh i have a good time and and um i i, <laughs> I just feel great i, I love laughing mm. and do you work when you work do you work a straight five hour stretch or do you do you take breaks how do you how do you do that i I have two phases. One, if I'm going, let's 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 say I'm going to compose a a trailer piece. The first phase is coming up with ideas, short ideas. Like I sit in front of the piano, whether a piano or my DAW, and I start sketching. Like I record, ding ding ding, one musical idea. I record it, ding ding ding, another musical idea. I record it. I literally mark in my doll, the, the form, the structure of the, of the trailer piece, you know, the first act, second act, third, ta- third act, without playing anything. And I just go, go away. I come back, I'm like, what did I do? Oh, that idea, delete. So it's not really writing and it's not um, like constant. The time, like I work 30 minutes, I let it go, come back, send an email. And it's like on and off, on and off, on and off. Once I have the idea, once I start, you know, thinking like, oh, this could work, then I I work for like, with, you know, breaks here and there, I work for like seven to eight hours straight. Mm. And I don't want to be bothered, answer the phone calls or, or do anything else, just, just make music. And, um, and, and if I'm finishing an album, for instance, the, the last two weeks, three weeks, I can't do anything else but that. Because I like I'm I'm almost finishing, so I like <laughs> I go to my dog and I'm like, okay, I gotta mix that one, stem it out, and the other one. So it's like it could be twelve hours in mm-hmm. a day, 
But do you but do you stretch? Like do you walk? Do you do anything in the middle just to get your body? Oh yeah, going? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I I have two dogs. One of them, if you I've seen it, I've seen it. It's been it's been in and out. I have two yeah, I have two two dogs and uh I walk in the morning. I do work out, yeah, of course. Uh I walk in the morning with them. Oh, uh, we had a you know, for a 30, 40 minute walk around the, the neighborhood. And then at uh, at the end of the day, like at six in the afternoon, when it's not too hot, we we go for another walk. And I also work out. I go out and run, and I'm practicing Krav Maga. Ooh, Israeli, hey, Mister Israeli, yeah. hello, Israeli, shalom, uh, shalom, self defense, self defense uh, practice. I don't know if it's uh, art martial arts. They call it martial arts, but it's it's it's. It's a fuck somebody up art. <laughs> It's a fuck somebody up art. Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. But that I, mean, I, I do that, and and so you know, comedy, hanging out with my dogs, uh, Krav Maga. It's like those those things are important, and I and I I, I try to stay in you know physical shape, good physical shape, so I can endure those many hours of like grinding you know, composition and mixing work. hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you there. And I, that's something I also want to double click on in this podcast is the, is routines and, you know, people who, who can actually sustain a career, in my opinion, have to, at some level, take care of what's of the machine that's moving all of that, um, moving all that creativity, um, and all that, power of creation it's we need to i i think of it as i need to make space for god like if my body is compromised then i can't make that space enough space for that to come at its full expression so to me movement and walking and 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 getting up and sitting down and sometimes just like being very uh dynamic with the body really helps me to to be a better uh person at my craft definitely i agree 100 yeah. yeah yeah um when i when i'm not active like physically active because the, uh, composing or producing is a sedentary activity like you you're moving your mouse you're, you're moving your fingers but you're not you're sitting and, it, and it's dangerous it's really dangerous to just be sitting and not doing anything physical yeah so yeah Yeah. Going out and run a little walk around the neighborhood, or do do something physical. It's push-ups, anything you can do to to stay healthy and strong is really important. A final question: If you got a, um, you have three words to describe your production style, what would they be? Um. <laughs> well, the first one, although not all my compositions are the same is aggressive um number two melodic i always tend to to create melodies i like melodies i come from singing so for me melodies is is i have to and number three is a bit weird a bit strange Again, not all my compositions are the same, but like, okay, so in summary, aggressive, melodic, weird. Hell yeah, brother. 
Um, we are we're, look. We're gonna chop it up again because it's, it's as I'm saying. Like I'm 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 loving every time I talk to you. It's just like it's so much fun. I'm 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 more energized than I started this conversation. I'm I'm yeah. I I I think that yes, you're. You are definitely somebody I I want to keep in touch with. But if somebody listens to this and they want to listen to your music, they want to get in touch with you, how do they do it? Uh, my website has a lot of music there. Uh, you can go to Eric, E-R-I-C-K, E-R-I-C-K, Eric Bolivar, as B-O-L-I-V-A-R. Uh, and you can type that on, on Google and... Or just I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, or composer, Eric Bolivar composer, and then you know you'll find my my website, SoundCloud or YouTube with all my music. Well, a lot of my music. You can listen to what I'm doing. Um and you can actually like find Latin music, which has nothing to do with like the aggressive trailer music that I was talking about. You can find like peaceful songs to talk it's about melodic. Love. It's melodic. It's yeah, there you melodic. go. That's one of them. You're right. Okay, you're right. You know, peaceful songs that are not like aggressive or weird. They're just like peace and love. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, these three words, if if um, you know how to answer these, they speak to all of your tracks. That's what that's my theory. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna research it and see if that's actually true. Yeah. Well, before we go, and this is something when you ask me uh, the mistakes that I that I made as a composer for this kind of thing, production music, I, I said that I wanted to talk about uh, this, the format, the structure. Right. So whoever wants to make music for TV, production music, and is not experienced, even if they come from like a conservatory or, you know, composition school that teach them Stravinsky and Ravel, um, I, I would like to talk about how to format the music for 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 production music, let's say you're you're going to write um, what what they call tension, like for detective, investigative kind of thing, you know, CSI kind of music. Um, let's you need to have you need to have two or three acts that are distinct, that are that are very unique from one another. That is not the same pulse. Um, and that have some th- signature sounds that that will catch the attention of the listener, especially first the music supervisor or the editor or whoever's in charge of auditioning your music. So they have one thing, one whistle, one string, one dog barking, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Something that is like, oh, that is the sound of that particular piece. Make it so that the first 15 seconds is are a really interesting sort of like the introduction so start with a bang start with something when i when i say bang it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be loud but start with something that oh here's my musical piece listen to it dun, 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 dun. and then you can you can go dip and, and go lower in, in intensity so that there's room for dialogue or something and towards the end make it again go back up to with the intensity thinking that the end of your piece is the end of the scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or the end of the scene that cuts the commercial or the end of the scene that cuts the credits is the end of the TV show. 
if, if we're talking about music for TV. Don't make it so that the end is 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 soft and lazy, and you just kind of say, okay, goodbye, I'm done with this. Bing, dun, dun. It's like end with a bang. So you start with a bang, end with a bang. In the middle, you can you can be more subtle depending on the piece, um, and make it a two minute long piece or, or a minute thirty. Don't make it a song, like a four or five minute song. Don't make it a nine minute jazz improvisation. It's like a very condensed idea, one simple idea within a minute and a half or two minutes. Just that, just that. And if you're going for drama, stay in the drama realm. Don't go from, from when you do classical music, for instance, a lot of composers are taught that within your composition, you have to show drama and excitement and, and joy and darkness and you modulate. And that's beautiful for like concert music. You know, we're not writing sonatas, like production music. Is like if, if this is like a funny cue, stick to funny, whatever funny means to you. You know, from beginning to end. If this is tension, it's tension from beginning to end. This is just one emotion, one single emotion. If you're going for like action, okay, from beginning to end, that's action, an action piece, not action. And you get a little bit funny and then, you know, you get a little bit horror, like scary. And then, you know, you turn into funk and then you're back to action. It's just, just do that. And, and, and again, try so that each section is, is very distinct. It's like, okay, this is the first part. This is the bang. This is like the aggressive. I call it the aggressive. And this is the part where the music doesn't do a whole lot so that there's room for dialogue, for something else. And then the last part, bang again. So those are three sections. It can be two sections, three sections, four sections. But just make sure that you don't, you don't loop it. It's not like the same thing over and over. Oh, it's just bad music. Nobody cares. You care, editors care, and your bank account will care if you do it well. So, so I just wanted to talk about the the structures, which is, you know, I think is is, is really important so that you land your placements, you land those cues on on several TV projects. Man, this is this is. <sighs> That, that's more that's more like a million dollar tip right there because it's it encompasses a lot of things what you said there I'm just gonna condense it to my opinion what's what's the most you've you've just put it in such a solid way um I, I want to leave people with this and yeah any 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 last any last pieces of wisdom that come up to you that you want to share? Yeah, we, share? We, in the beginning, I said, conduct yourself ethically. Um, this is fun. Making music is fun. Um, making friends is definitely fun. Um, it, but keep in mind that it's still work, still even though you're wearing, you know, your, your pajamas, or, you know, at, at home while you're making your beats or your music, you're still in the, in some business, you know, music business, film business, conduct yourself ethically, send out those emails with nice words, be nice to people, be kind to people, be friendly. That will get you places besides, you know, being a good producer, you need to be a, a person who, you know, don't pick up a fight with somebody on Facebook. 
Don't pick up a fight with people on, you know, a Facebook group, for instance, or a blog. Don't, you know, don't tell a, uh, another a publisher that you're working for. Hey, you know, I know more than you do. I went to school for this. Like, what do you know? Like, be ethical, be professional, be a nice human being, because also it's nice. And, and try to make friends. Try, try, to, try to be a nice person who, who genuinely cares about other, others. If somebody asks you for advice and you have it, give it to them. You know, if somebody asks for help, because you, you need everybody, everybody as well. Everybody needs everybody. So um, this is a, a somewhat isolating job. You know, you're, you're by yourself making music. Whether you're in Israel, like you, Roy, or I'm in Los Angeles, or any, anywhere in the world, Argentina, you're, you're not making music like next to artists, musicians. You're not in, in, on stage you know, with other musicians. You're by yourself. So, but you still need the world. You still need to make friends. You still need to, to, be, to be a nice human so the other wants to help you out. The better you are, the nicer you are, the more people will want to be your friends and the more people want to hey, like, be like, you know what, this guy needs help. I'll give him a shot. You know, I'll refer him to, to my friend who's a publisher. I refer him to my friend who's an editor. So, you know, and, and with that, like, be nice. Be nice to, to one another. Be kind. Be friendly and ethical. That's really, really important. Oh, my God. Eric Bolivar. This, this is... This is not our last conversation, my man. I'm just letting you know that. Okay, I appreciate it. No, I like, I like the hangout. I like the talk. I appreciate you, brother, coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, it was great.